Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese My Podcast. And today I have a another wonderful, beautiful, amazing jefa, uh, Nancy Carrasco. Hola, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm really excited to talk to you about like all of the things that you do. You're the founder and owner of, is it Shyest, like, like for Chicago? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You got it. I'm so excited. I'm talking to the right person. Yes. <laughs> Girl, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Nancy is the founder and owner of the Shias Beauty, where they make natural skincare with a focus on natural deodorant. So I'm super excited because I think people get afraid. I've never really tried natural deodorant. I'm not going to lie. I think people, and, and I'm one of those people who kind of gets afraid by that, right? Just in regards to, is it going to work the way I need it to work? Is it going to like all of those things? So before we get into the chisme of all of the things that you offer and the things that you do, we always start with the wine, but I don't know if you're drinking wine today. So tell, are you drinking wine or what are you drinking today? I am a big tea person. I love my wine too, but I wait for dinner time. And what I'm drinking right now is a liver cleansing tea, which is, funny you know with wine I love my wine but I like to keep things balanced so when I'm not drinking I like to have a little tea so this is our wait is this something that you provide the liver cleansing tea yeah so what tell me a little bit more about it so we have a a, we have three teas out our most popular is a super womb tea which is cleanses the uterus we know that a lot of women are having struggles with irregular menstrual cycle having menopause too early uh, fertility issues. It all comes in a small bag. You get your your tea ready and it gets you regulated and it gets your hormones back in balance. It gets your womb back in balance. And so with that, we saw that there was a need for these teas. So we have now a liver cleansing tea, which helps cleanse the liver to make sure, you know, as we know, the liver is a detox, is a filter for our body. The healthier it is, the skin, your skin will be better, the better you sleep, the better you digest, the better you filter your body with unnecessary toxic chemicals. And then Girl, we also I'm gonna have, have to go, I'm going to have to go get some. It is so good. It is really good. Our blends are not like super bitter, super strong. They're a nice, really nice, simple blend that also relaxes you at the same time. 
We also have one for men that is the opposite of the womb one, but it's for the male. So yeah, so those are our three. I feel like I'm going to be spending way too much money on your site after this interview. (laughs) Yeah, we're all about wellness. We're, We're just everything from the body, from the outer skin to the inner body. So we we really promote wellness overall. Awesome. Well, I want to hear because obviously we met or we connected through the We All Grow Amigas community. And we, you know, we get to listen to parts and pieces of all of our stories and everything like that. I promised you this would not be painful and I'm going to keep that promise for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Another amiga, another jefa I get to interview, which makes me so excited. So tell me, like, kind of tell me about like how you grew up, what your journey was, because you're una mexicana también. And I just want to hear, and I know that Chicago is like a really, people, I think, underestimate how populated, how many Latinos are in Chicago. But I want to hear, like, tell me about how you grew up, because there's always a seed that's planted in regards to something like this that ends up happening. So I want to hear so I can see if I can pick that seed. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited that we've met at the We All Grow Amigas platform. I think that's an incredible platform where we get to connect and I get you get to hear from a Latina who is growing up in Chicago because, like you said, it's underrated. Um, there isn't a, a many of us out there. Like, uh, I think it's just we're all shy. You don't get to see us publicly, but we're out here, I promise, and we're doing our thing. So I grew up on the Northwest Side here in the city. My parents are came from Mexico to Chicago first generation, you know, I have children now, now they're the second generation here, uh, Mexican-Americans. And yeah, I grew up here struggling with language, first learning Spanish, that was the main language that we spoke at home, but then struggling to learn English and, and also going through that journey of we didn't speak it in the house, we didn't read it, we didn't write it, and so struggling with that. So then I went to high school, wasn't the greatest high school here in the city, uh, very urban, very diverse, minorities. Um, And because I was struggling so much with English, really college wasn't like really spoken about. It was either you graduated high school, oh, thank God you did. And thank God you didn't end up pregnant, right? And then from there was like, okay, go go to work and, and find a job. But you only know that if you don't keep challenging yourself to improve on things that you're not good at, you're going to end up in a mediocre, low-paying job. I just knew that reality. So I decided to enroll into a a community college, really going back to the basis of where were my struggles at. Found incredible teachers that really took me under their wing, taught me the basis on how to write vocabulary, how to put math problems together. And from there, it just blossomed. Got a really good job in an office, kept improving on my office skills, was given so many opportunities to grow. And then I found myself, the recession happened in 2008. A lot of us were losing our jobs. I was part of that group. And then I decided, okay, do I wanna go back to school and finish college? And I actually went the certification route. If you've ever taken a professional certification, they are challenging. They're even a bigger challenge than going to a university. Those certifications really test your limits. I did really well. I found mentors that really helped me through that. 
and they were colored. They were African-American mentors. They really took me upon their, under their wing. And I was just amazed on how big of a community they built themselves that I was just, they were my parent, like they're my mom. And I was leaning on them so much professionally. Kept going with my career, decided to go back to college, finished college, got two bachelor's degrees. And I kept growing in the corporate environment. That wasn't it for me. I knew something was missing. I continued to challenge myself, but I was like, Nancy, you just, this isn't for you. So I took a step back being unhappy with corporate, corporate America. It wasn't made for us. It's not for us. And Girl, okay, I mean, on. yes, what you work 10, 12, 12 hours, you're busting your butt. You don't get to see your family and you get to see some reward in finances, but the, 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 what's, where's the win? I yeah. barely saw my family and I knew that that wasn't for me. I was like, I better use the degrees that I have, lean on those and let's start something of my own. And All so, right. I'm going to like, just, yeah. I want to kind of go back really quick. Cause there's so much, you just That's like so much right there. But first of all, you know, I always love when people are talking about their struggles because I think we don't talk about those enough, right? And and sometimes we're still in the struggle. Like I'm still in the struggle. I have not quote unquote made it. I have not, or at least I haven't felt like I've quote unquote made it. And I know there's, there's a lot of people that feel the same way, but the fact that you went through high school and you were still like, I'm struggling and mm -hmm. I'm like, and that you made the decision to go to community college. I think community college is so underrated, first mm -hmm. of all, because I think you find professors that really want to do something because uh, oftentimes people that go to community college are from low income, mm -hmm. uh, low income and communities of color. And I think that it gives people an opportunity to really figure out what like you decided you, let me go back to the basics. Let me figure out. And I'm so glad you had people there that were supportive because sometimes that's that struggles. But the other thing that I really want to touch on is I had the same experience of the people that lifted me up were from the black community. Yes. There were black women who were like, I'm going to take you under my wing. Let me show you what I know. And it wasn't other until I got older. It wasn't other Latinas. It wasn't yep. other Latinos. I always felt like and that it was like, well, one of us got there and oh, no, no, no. There wasn't yeah. anybody else. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. One hundred percent. The Chicago, we're super diverse, but we blend we blend communities between blacks and browns. And so. We were in the corporate office. There's very few of us. And so we look at each other like, hey, so we built those connections. And so it's not rare, but they see us. They connect with us. Mm -hmm. I have every market that I have. I do so good in the black and brown community. Yeah, I, I really do. And and I love it. I really embrace it. I mean, no, I think that's rad. And, you know, I think a lot of times because the black community, they not to say, obviously, we are still struggling. We are still mm -hmm. but the black community. There's a lot of light skin, light skin. I'm a light skin Latina, mm -hmm. you know, that people tend to want to blend themselves within the, you know, within the 
Eurocentric community, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can pass as a white person mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm lighter complected. Mm-hmm. And then that obviously brings like this colorism issue that we mm-hmm. know still exists that we have to recognize. But, yeah. you know, even me being a light-skinned Latina because of my last name, because of certain things that I would say because I'm loud, because of my mm-hmm. hair, you know, I have big mm-hmm. curly hair and all this and that, like that I didn't get seen in that like, oh, she folds in with us type of way. At least I never felt that way. I never felt like, and I'm glad, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm glad, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of being Latina, I'm proud of that. But it was the black women who saw that and was like, come here, all right, yeah, sit down yes. and let me show you, Yeah, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Let me show, because they have gone through struggle after struggle after struggle that, they don't want it. You know, there's so many like people from the black community and black women in particular, when it came to me that want to help lift you up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why are we not doing this for each yes. other? And yes. so when you were saying that, I was just like, oh my gosh, I totally understand. I totally get that. And when you're talking about the whole corporate America thing, I understand that too, because I always felt like, you know, I think when you come from communities of color, you always feel like you have to work twice, two, three, four times as hard to be given the same opportunity to be Mm -hmm. looked at the same. And I'm not going to lie. There's probably people that would look at me and be like, what struggle have you had? You're a light-skinned Latina. Like, and my last name is also, you know, very like Yangis. It's very, I was never in my family. It was like, if you're not, if you're quiet, you're not heard. If you're not loud, you're not heard. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I approached everything like that right? Everything is, if I'm not loud, I'm not heard. And then I would get reprimanded for being loud, mm-hmm. being aggressive or being oh, yeah. whatever. And then you try and fit yourself in and then you don't feel like you fit in because you're not being you. Exactly. It was like, it's exactly. this constant like game of tennis where you're, yeah. what side am I on? Where am I hitting? What am I doing? And, yeah. and everything. So Girl, that like so resonated with me when you said that. I was like, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's so true. Even just dress code, you know, there's certain earrings. You can't be too loud with your earrings. You can't be too flashy with your clothing in corporate America. You have to straighten out your hair to look more, you know, like European. I have so much trauma with my hair, let me tell you. I do too. You know, I have, I lately I've been sporting braids at work. But it's a corporate environment. And like, they don't see us with a braid on the side like this. Like, mm-hmm. they want your hair blown out like theirs and have it be look like blend in with them. And I just, I refuse to do that. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting older. I'm more comfortable with myself. And I know that this isn't my it. Like, this isn't, I'm here to get paid now and just make my business grow. Girl, yeah. I love yeah. that. I Select love that. And go back home and work on my game. Yeah. You know, I'm I I recently got let go. I know you know from the thing from my job. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I got this job, I was finally seen. I felt like I went in with my red lips, my gold hoops, my big hair, my tattoo showing, everything. And I thought that I had finally found a place that saw me. And what I didn't realize in the political world is my boss saw me. But everybody else that was in powers of position within that office was white. I will say this. It felt like when I started there, I was the only other like Latina on staff. Mm-hmm. And 
I felt like when I started and I would hear comments like I was bringing the Latinidad out in my boss more than because he's just surrounded by non-Latino people. And when apparently when I started, I helped bring that back and people didn't like that. Mm. And what's interesting is when you're working in politics and you have these people, because it's not just corporate America, it's political as well, Mm -hmm. right? When you have these people who claim to be very accepting Uh and very, (laughs) very whatever, but you're bringing something that they've never experienced and you're bringing a point of view and then they're like, why did you not bring it? It was, I just started feeling all of these microaggressions. And then over the last like couple months before I got let go, my, my boyfriend was like, you need to leave. You need to leave. You're coming home. You're telling me what's happening, telling me all these things. And so finally, when I got, got let go, it was a surprise, but not a surprise. You know what I mean? I think the timing was a surprise. Overall, it wasn't a surprise. And then who do they hire? A young white man Look at to that. replace me. And they had, yeah. So it was like, all right, I know the game and I don't, that's, I'm not about that anymore. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not cutthroat. I want to see people win. I'm not like, if you have a different opinion or you have like, I want to hear it. It's okay. I may not agree with it and I may argue. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So it, so that little bit that you said, and now I feel like I'm verbal vomiting apologies, but it just, it's so true. And I think that's why I started the podcast to begin with was to really give a platform for people, not just within the Latino community, but across communities of color, because we do need to hear from one another. We do need to support one another. We do need to amplify and uplift each other. So I love already, already. (laughs) We're connecting. Yes, guys. I totally agree with you. And that's why I said my challenges early on, because there isn't enough women out there who are Latinas there. You know, we're we're learning two languages at the same time. And we're still trying to adapt to what America should be, what a Mexican-American should be. And a, a lot of us, as we go towards the corporate and do what our parents want us to go, do is go to college, get a good job, office job, work corporate, make that dough. That's why they came to this country. And so we're struggling. Like, do we leave our culture behind to become more white? You know, we need to be more Americanized. Our accent needs to change. Um, So we struggle with that. So I want to make sure every time I have this opportunity to be on a podcast, I like to share my story because a lot of people resonate with it. And a lot of us are not given an opportunity to have a platform to speak on. So thank you you, for being a platform. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so happy you're here and sharing your story. Do you have other siblings? Yeah, so I have an older sister. We're four. I have an older sister and a younger sister and a younger brother. So I'm kind of like in the between the middle child. Gotcha. The yeah. reason I was asking, because I'm the oldest of three, but I'm also second gen, but that's still like, so English was because my parents had a lot of struggle. They wanted English to be our first language. Mm, yeah, look at that. And and so like all of the things that we were told in Spanish was all like anything about cleaning or uh-huh. going somewhere, you know what I mean? Like anything around the house was always in Spanish yeah. <laughs> or like different things, anything cooking wise, mm-hmm. like for the longest time, I didn't know 
So in California, when you say madrina, madrino, you or padrino, you don't say you like shorten it. And I okay. think it's like a Southwest thing, or at least a California thing. And you end up saying nina nino instead of oh. madrina or padrino. Okay. So you end up saying nina nino. And for the longest time, I didn't know what the English translation was. Like, did you write? There's certain things that. Yes. Even though English was my first language, there were certain things that were never said in English. And yeah. so one time I remember calling my Nina and her daughter had answered the phone and I wasn't really close to her. So I was like, is Kay there? And she, and she's like, yeah, who is this? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, in English. I mean, I knew, I understood what the concept was in English, but I didn't know, but we never used it in English. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it was like, one of those things where I was just like, I don't know. This is Jay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have those kind of stories too. You know, like I remember getting my first car and this is super embarrassing. And, and my parents were saying, trying to say title, but in their own way, which wasn't enunciated the same way. How embarrassing. So I'm telling my friend, oh, I need to go get I, for, I even forgot how they said it, but it was like really chopped up. And and she's like, what are you saying? And she was also first gen, same age. Uh, you know, she, the same thing, same same story as mine. And she's like, what are you saying? And I'm telling her and I'm telling her. And she's like, she's like, title? And I'm like, what? Wait, is that how you say it? And she starts laughing. <laughs> she's like, girl, what is happening? <laughs> it was like, Oh, I would never forget that story. But so many of us have those kind of stories where it's just like the English version and our parents are trying to, they don't know. What, how but just think of it Spanish. this way. Just think of it this way. How many people are English, like native English speakers, and they still don't say things correctly that are English. <laughs> so you're good. You're good, you're girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when growing up, did you like have these not because obviously it's always these old wives tales, right? Like I get migraines and my grandma would get migraines. So it was like garlic across the forehead. You know, we have obviously the big saporub. We have like you put it on your feet with socks when you're sick to drain everything. Like we have all of these different like old wives remedies and everything, right? Things that are yeah. passed down, passed down, passed down. I would imagine it would be the same in your household. And, and how was that growing up? Like, are those, is that where the seeds start getting planted as you got older? Like you wouldn't go straight to traditional Western medicine. You would oh, go yeah. to like things that your mom used on you and your siblings. Oh, totally. And, and it continues on. Uh, my skin is super sensitive. Hence, that's why I make skincare. I can't use your regular traditional skincare on my face or my body. Even what I wash with, I, I have sensitivities. And so I would always break out in roncha. So I would have big uh, breakouts on my skin. And so my mom, I always just remember her soaking me in either putting a bath together with alcohol, with alcohol to, to get rid of the, the ronchas. That time too, insurance is, oh, has always been expensive. And even for mm -hmm. us minorities, so it wasn't always a quick, let's go to the hospital and take you. It was a matter of, we don't have the money. We have to figure this out. And so she would always do that or she would use limon, the lemon on my skin. And that's how I started to learn about home remedies to take care of yourself. 
I still to this day use so much lemon on my skin when it breaks out because I still every once in a while I'll break out. And then my daughter, my youngest daughter, also has skin sensitivities. And like today she had used, yesterday she used a body cream from my oldest daughter that she ended up getting some cream at the store. And so my daughter used it and she broke out on her legs and we were rubbing lemon on her legs this morning. Really? I've never heard of that. What does the lemon do? It's really good. Lemon, it's, it's the citrus in it, it's cleansing and it kills bacteria. And so we use lemon as part of our armpit detox, which I'm sure we're going to get into. So I use lemon as part of some of our skincare because I know the power of lemon. Yeah. Okay, and- so I'm laughing because growing up, we would go, no, in this part, I know. Yeah. If any of us would forget to put deodorant on and we were going out to the club, we're like, go to the bar, let's go get lemon. And we would put lemon under our underarms before yeah. we started drinking and dancing and everything. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so for me, how I was introduced with lemon was through my allergies. Later on, as I was starting to do my research about armpit detoxing, the natural deodorant journey, I stumbled across a recipe with lemon and why lemon is so good for the underarms to help with that journey. But I haven't heard of it using that under your armpit. But when I started talking to other Latinas, they were like, oh, my God, my grandmother used to do that. She would tell me to do that as a kid. If I was funky, usa limon, put some lemon under your armpits. And I was like, oh, my God, like the connections. And life is just full circle for me right now. I'm at that age where I'm seeing so many connections and everything's just going, like I said, full, full circle. That is so awesome. No, when you're saying it, I was like, oh yeah, we did use to rub lemon in our underarms. I mean, thankfully now I don't usually forget, but you know, everyone's (laughs) it's true. When you're in your, especially if you're in your 20s and you just look, go get a lemon, right? At what point, like I know you were talking about your corporate your corporate journey and how you were like, this is just not for me. This just doesn't fit for me, yeah. which I feel like probably so many. I mean, I feel like that's what triggers so many of us because Latinas are the fastest growing entrepreneur se- segment of entrepreneurs in the country. And I think that's probably a lot like the things that we're discussing right now and not feeling like you fit in, not feeling like you're right, not feeling like you can do enough. This, you know, over 160 plus episodes, 170 probably at this point. I just know, like, even when I'm talking to like, to people who do have another job, they're still working towards their own goal because they don't feel like it's fulfilling. They yeah. don't feel like they're seen. Mm-hmm. What like at what point for you where you're like, okay, you're done with corporate America or you're like, you're maybe you're changing your mindset about corporate America and you're like, it's time for me to do something for me and my community and beyond when it comes to this, not like all of these natural beauty remedies. So uh, the light bulb went on when COVID happened. I realized, Nancy, no matter how many degrees you have, how many certifications you get, you may still be at risk of losing your job, just like everybody else. So why did I challenge myself to do all that when I could have started being an entrepreneur 20 years ago? So if you're young and you're listening to this and you have an entrepreneur spirit that is just not dying down and there's a flame there, do it. Drop everything and start it today. I wasted so much time. Yeah, I'm smarter. Yeah, I got degrees. Yeah, I can say I'm I'm first gen. 
first in my family to graduate, but I feel like I wasted so much valuable time that I could have been focused on something else. I didn't have a direction. And so that light bulb turned on. I looked over at my husband. He was on furlough. He had been at his job for 20 years, IT for Hilton Chicago. He was on furlough. I gave him so many projects to do at the house. I was still working. I looked over at him. He was done with his projects. Okay. And he's like, okay, what next? And I looked over at him. I'm like, let's start our own business. And he's like, I told him, are you, are you down? And he's like, I'm down. Let's do it. And so from there on, we, we went on and I haven't looked back and it's been the most fulfilling. I look forward to talking to my customers, to talking about what we have to offer. And I just drag my feet when I go into the office because I just know the passion is not there anymore. And mm. I'm meant to do a lot more than what I'm doing right now. Uh, honestly, Nancy, you're making my day right now. Seriously. <laughs> I'm no, I'm, I'm just loving hearing this because I think so often we doubt our ability. And I know I have, I, girl, I have gone through so many bouts of imposter syndrome and, and things. And when I got let go and my boyfriend was like, just focus on the podcast. You're good at that. That's what you want to do. That's where you focus on that. Focus on all of the things surrounding the podcast. And, and so when you have a partner who's like, all right, let's do it. I think that is so essential. I mean, at least for me, it is right. I, having somebody who's like, don't worry, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this, blah, 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 you know, and, and who's just really supportive, but also just knowing your worth and knowing where your passion is. I, you know, I agree with you. If you're young and listening to this and you have that spirit, just do it. Like mm -hmm. you have that time you have, you can stumble, you can do all of those things. And now here I am in my forties, wishing I would have found doing this 10 years ago. Right. And, and okay, you guys decide you're going to do this. What was the first product that you're like, all right, this has to be the first thing that we do. Oh so my like, kind of walk us through, because I would imagine you you're like, yes, this is exciting, but being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's really hard. And you have to put in a lot of hours. You do, you do. And, and sometimes you just have to lean on faith. Our shop is on Etsy. And so I love Etsy. I've always shopped from there and I shop gifts from there. So know your platform. Etsy itself, it, it's great for gift giving. And so you, you find unique gifts. When you put gifts together, when you're purchasing a gift, you're willing to spend a lot more than what you're willing to spend on yourself. So knowing that we wanted to start on Etsy because, hey, we don't have money. We're learning this. We don't know what the heck we're doing. Etsy seemed like a safe platform. And so I was like, they're huge on gift boxes. I love gift boxes. So that our first item was a gift box. It was priced very well. I put the creams together. It was a body scrub, a cream, a, a bath soap, all with the sens skin sensitivities in mind, promoted for new moms, Valentine's Day. You had to make these. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I made I made all this all these items. So I had a visual of what I wanted my gift box to look. Um, my husband works on all the graphic designs, the logo. He created the name, the logo, the graphic design. So I had a visual. I told him what I what I saw, and he put it together. Yeah, within a couple of weeks, we had all the items, and it was a matter of just shooting it, not having a big stock, taking pictures, making sure they they look good, putting it on the website, and let's see if it picks up. And it sure did. 
that in itself told me, okay, we are on to something. Um, it's still one of my best sellers as a gift box till today. And that was like two and a half years ago. Um, it still does really well. It's one of my favorite gift boxes. And we didn't know what the heck to do. And a lot of my friends will say, well, how did you come up with this? And it's really just leaning on faith. Somebody was moving my hands. Let's just say somebody, the gift of God was moving my hands saying, you're onto this. And, and this is what it's going to be because I'm still shocked that we were able to come up with something like that. And it's, it still does well today. I would imagine that people are probably asking themselves. So when you're making these lotions, how do you make them? How do you know that they're, they're working They're They're for sensitive skin. They're for this or for that. Because some people would say, girl, I am behind you. I'm I like have your shop up right now. And <laughs> we're going to talk after this interview, but you know, a lot of people, there's so many large companies out there that mm -hmm. are trying to do this, trying to do the same or just don't care, just all these mm -hmm. fragrances and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it costs a lot in research and development and this and that. Mm -hmm. So to, like, I want to know like how your, your process to be able to know, like, this is it because I'm sure people, especially if they have kids and they want to try and do something for their kids, yes. they would probably wonder like, okay, well, how do I know this is going to work? Yes, yes. So it takes a lot of research. And like you said, Richard, and the research and development, right? There's a whole team of people. I'm the research and development. <laughs> so I'm I'm digging into all these articles, all the all the research on ingredients. Uh, we know, okay, organic, non-GMO, essential oils are the best. Uh, anything plant-based, plant what does the plant do? What, what are the benefits of that plant? Does it uh, heal the skin? Does it cleanse the skin? for inflammation, because I have a lot of inflammation on my skin. So you start to do research on plants and then you start to do research on butters. What kind of butters will work well with it? Like there's shea butter, there's mango butter, there's coconut oil. So you start to do all the research and then you start to put your formulas together as to what would work. A lot of the oils that I use are meant for sensitive skin, anti-aging. So all of that comes with research. and. I also like to sit plants with oil. So like if I'm going to do a body oil, I let it sit with plants that are known to reduce inflammation and irritated skin with a, a base of jojoba oil, which is known for, for not irritating the skin and is fast absorbent. And so with that, you start to put your formulas together and it's really up to the person of what your intentions are. For me, we don't use any fragrance because fragrance does irritate the skin. It's filled with synthetics and artificial ingredients. So we already know we're not going to deal with fragrance. If I can't read what it is and if Mother Nature didn't make it, it's not going to be in my product. And so I already, if you build the foundation of what you want your product to be and what do you stand behind. So that's really the basis, the research. And then what, what is your attention? What, what do you want to give the world? And for us, it's, it's have it be as 100% natural as possible using what mother earth has given us to help our skin and to help us help us heal our our skin i know that one of your things like obviously this this leans into everything that you're saying in regards mm -hmm. to natural skin care and natural deodorant i want to talk about your natural deodorant for a second right because when i asked i asked everybody what their why is and when i asked you what your why is you said you're trying to help as many people have a successful transition to natural deodorant mm -hmm. conventional has been linked to many illnesses so you know, you're like, let's do something about this. So tell me about, because like I said, I have not tried, I'm not going to lie. 
it scares me because do you remember that rock that people used to rub <laughs> under there? Yes, yes, yes. And it didn't do anything. There were so many stinky people. So <laughs> let's... <laughs> I know, I know. And, and you know, the natural deodorant idea wasn't there in the beginning. And so I had a customer saying, hey, Nancy, I really like your product. I would love for you to make a natural deodorant. Currently, what I'm using in the market either is too messy because there's powders, You the powder gets everywhere or they're not effective, they don't work. And so I started diving in. This is where the research comes in, right? And so I started diving in, doing the research. I was using conventional deodorant three years ago. And I was like, no way. This is how harmful it is. This is all the ingredients. They're all toxic. They're all bad. They're all linked to either infertility, breast cancer, all types of liver cancer, harms the nervous system. It's just linked to so many horrific things. And I was like, I have to make this work. I have to make this work. We must have went through 12 different recipes until we found the golden one. And so with a lot of these products, some of them may be really basic, but when you're making a product, you have to test it. And okay, mm -hmm. my family, first it was me, the tester. The first deodorant that we made was with baking soda. I already have skin sensitivities. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Baking soda, no, it irritated my armpits. They were totally inflamed. Luckily, I was working from home and I must have been walking around like this for three days. My oh, armpits, because no. I could not put them down. It was horrible. So I was like, okay, baking soda ain't it. So I went back to the drawing board, found a terrific ingredients that all blended in together. Like the research, you just start to, the more you know about ingredients and products, you start to put formulas together in your head. And so the research is, is, it's, you know, it's important. And so I started to put like a puzzle together and finally came across this, just created this great uh, product and started using it. A week went through and it was really good and it was doing really well. Then I told the husband, hey, you got to try this because I, I got to know it doesn't work for men too. And he was like, okay, let me try it. It wasn't perfect for him, but it was working for me. So he was still kind of like, no, I'm not, you know, this is not, this, <laughs> this is not ready for, for me. men. <laughs> this ain't working for me. And so I'm like, no, this is really good. This is really good. Then I had my 14 year old try it. And she's like, mom, this is really good. For teenagers and preteens, they're funky. And so, Girl, I, yeah. <laughs> don't I have, ever have four a nephews and no. <laughs> And so it was really working for her. And then I continued to work on it to have it work for my husband. So I had to increase certain ingredients, lower other ingredients. And finally, we had one that worked for me and for him and for our kids. That was the first testing group. The next group was my mother-in-law, her husband, and then family. And if you want to keep it real, Family will tell you with no shame. Yes, they will. No, girl, this ain't working. I, there's no way I'm using this. This is funky or whatever. And they you know what? And, yeah. and family tends to be your family and your closest friends. They tend to be like the least, not that they're not supportive, but they're not your biggest supporters. So they're going to tell you. you. Yeah, they're skeptical. They're like, what? What are you making? They don't see you. First of all, they don't see you like that, right? Yes. Like you work a corporate office office job who are you to tell me about natural deodorant right but it was working for them i have a sister-in-law that refuses to use that deodorant at all she does lemon 
And so she 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 got a new job. It was super stressful. And she's like, girl, I need your deodorant. She's like, the lemon isn't working. <laughs> the lemon's not working anymore. You need to hook me up. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And she's like, what? Like she was blown away. She's like, this really freaking works. And so she started telling her friends about it. And so we're like, we're on to something. And then it went out to the customer who recommended for me to make it. She wanted to try it and she fell in love with it. And then from there, it's just been blossoming. It works great for both men and women. Uh, I only use it in the morning. I don't have to reapply uh, a second dose of it because a lot of the times with natural deodorants, they only last four to six hours. Ours can last almost 24 hours up to the next day. And I still work my corporate job. So I still have a very stressful job at, at you know my nine to five and I'm perfectly fine. My husband has his job. He's an IT manager and he has a very stressful job where he's moving. He's going under the desk. He's looking for wires. He, you know, working with the computer and stations at Hilton that the deodorant still works with for him. So we're working with other people. We can smell ourselves. So if we were funky, we would know like, hey, Girl, the worst is when you smell your own funk. Then you really <laughs> know you funky. Then if you're like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, I need to get somewhere. Where's the lemon? Where's the lemon? Yes, yeah, let me go to my stash, the lemons. Yeah, so so our, our thing is to help as many women as possible who are willing to give this a try, knowing because either they've been affected by cancer, they have someone who's been affected by it, either personally or through a relationship, and also knowing the chemicals and don't want to give it, they don't want to give that to their kids. So it's, it's, we're touching with different markets and, and it's so personal. Our skincare is so personal to us. We have our favorites. We have the, the products that we lean on. And so we talk a lot about that journey because there, there is a journey. A journey. Yeah. If you've been using conventional deodorant for 20 years and for you to switch over to a natural one, it may not work the first time. So part of that journey, we talk a lot about armpit detoxing and what that is. Because with armpit, de armpit detoxing, you're detoxing your armpits from all the chemicals that are probably sitting in your pores that conventional deodorant does. So it stops you from sweating and then it's all sitting up there. So if there's a lot of pigmentation and a lot of darkness under your armpits, it's because there's chemicals in there. And so we, I'm yeah. Not, I don't have very much. You're fine. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't look too bad. I have really, really dark under My mom does really. Yes. Oh my gosh. Black and brown, our skin is more prone to pigmentation. Mm. And so we have to be really careful of the products that we use because our skin, especially if there's chemicals in it, we're going to have different shades on the face, on the body. It's just it's, it's, some of these products are just not meant for us. Mm. And so I say like it's almost like doing a face mask, like you, you put something together to clean up your pores. So then your skincare can work a lot better, but you're doing that for your armpits. You're doing that mud mask for your armpits, cleansing those pores to then allow something natural to work. Yeah. Yeah. And so some people say it can take you about two to three months uh, before you can stop detoxing. But if you are, if you have really dark underarms, if you want them to get lighter and healthier, then you would continue on that journey with armpit detoxing to just lighten and get get your skin back to its normal how it should normally look 
So I'm on your website because I want like you have so many different things. You have belly basket for congratulating mm-hmm. uh, pregnancies, preventing stretch marks, improving elasticity. You obviously have, you do have the armpit detox kit. You have the natural deodorant. You have spa kits. You have birthday kits, postpartum care packages. Mm-hmm. I mean, girl, you like legit everything. But let me tell you what really caught my eye initially. Because I have so many problems, is the superwoman menstrual tea. I have fibroids. Okay. We actually did a whole episode on womb health last oh. year. Okay. And I'll have to send it to you. You'll have to listen. You'll yes. have, yeah. But, you know, where I really talk about the difficulties that I've had in regards to that, because it's as I've gotten into my 40s, it's actually gotten worse. And I think my job, my previous job, working for the government, I think that made it even worse. There was yeah. times, I'm not even kidding. There was times where I maybe had two days where I wasn't, yeah. something wasn't, where I wasn't shedding something. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I left already, it's gotten better, but it's still really, really bad. So that's the first thing that I saw. So can you tell me a little bit? I know you have the, I want, girl, I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, I want the liver detox. I want <laughs> the deodorant. I need the womb tea. So can you tell me like, where that inspiration for the womb tea came from and what like makes that effective? You know, the wildest thing is that that tea has been in my family forever. And I didn't even know that there was a market or a need for it or that I was going to be selling it. I, I struggle with PCOS, which is an imbalance in hormones. And I, you struggle with fertility. You struggle with irregular menstrual cycle. You even struggle with having more of the male hormone. So even some women grow facial hair. So it, it's a real challenge. And so I was introduced this tea to help with my irregular menstrual cycle because I was having infertility issues. And then I drank it on a regular basis, had my first baby. And then from there, I just been, I just drink a couple of days to keep my menstrual cycle regulated because if I don't drink it, it does fade away because then the, the male hormone wants to come back. Mm-hmm. And so that's really great at regulating my menstrual cycle. And also because I'm getting older too, I don't want to be premenopausal too early because you, you, if it, there, usually there's an imbalance in hormones if, if there is. So yeah, that recipe has been in my family forever. And how it came to light was I was finding now that women were using my deodorant for their groin, around the groin and inner thigh. And I didn't realize that until one customer told me, hey, Nancy, you should really come up with a bar that's a body bar and that will help with a woman who are a little bit more on the thicker side. And then, you know, we're always self-conscious about body odor and it really helps. And I was like, that's such a great idea. And so when I started talking, I get on social media a lot. I talk to my customers a lot. I told them, hey, it's not meant for that. But if you guys are using it, it's natural. I don't, it's not going to hurt you. Just be careful with it but I do recommend that you get this tea. And then I started talking about the tea because it does help with pH balance too. And so from there, it just started growing. I was like, what? This is insane how many women are I, I'm running into that are having fibroids, cysts, irregular menstrual cycle, PCOS, infertility issues. It is just the list goes on and on. And I was just, it was insane. And so, yeah, I started, you know, making the the teas for, for to sell but i get the herbs from mexico 
There is nothing like a traditional, well taken care of soil. Yeah. And you can find this here in the States. There are so many chemicals that are used in the States that just ruins the soil and ruins the nutrition of the soil. In Mexico, oh my God, the fruit tastes so much better. The herbs are so much better. And there is potent. I have had women who say, hey, I haven't seen my my cycle in, you know, years. I drank your tea in three days and here pops in all of a sudden. And so it's because of the soil, how these herbs are being grown, that the tea is so effective. So yeah, that's that's the story behind the tea. I'm just amazed. Oh my gosh. Well, girl, I'm like on here going, oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I love um, it. No, it's so true. I think, you know, as we get older and and we go back to our experiences of what helped or what didn't help or what, you know what, I've been trying this for so long and nothing has been done. Even my, like, honestly, my boyfriend would probably be like, get freaking 10 packs of it. I don't care. I will buy it for you, whatever, (laughs) because that's how bad it is. I'm not kidding. That's how bad it is. I am relegated to my couch or my bed with a heating pad. And I would have to, like I had taught when I, when any job I've had, I've basically said, look, I need at least one day a month to work from home because at least one to two days a month, because of my site, my cycle is so bad that I can work if I'm on a heating pad, if I'm laying down or whatever, but to be sitting at a desk on a chair at a desk for eight hours, I can't, I, I'm, it's, it's too painful. Yes. Yes. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to get some. You also have like, you have so many cool things on here too. You have natural face mask, mask kits, you have rose petal baths, you have uh, organic face serums, you girl, like you have so many amazing things. And I think a lot of it, it seems like it's a lot, but there's a lot of combos that are together. Yeah. Like you can buy it individually or you can buy it like in a combo, you also have organic soaps, handmade organic soaps, um, lip balms, candles. I think we need to get you out of your corporate job. You have enough things on here so we could get like mi gente, come on. We need to get Nancy out of her corporate job so she can continue to do this stuff. What is going on, girl? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We've worked so hard to just find, to, to see what people gravitate towards. And, and Etsy is the platform, know the platform that you're in. Um, it's a platform that the more you have, the better it is, the better people can find you. And so that's why we have such variations. But, you know, some things do better than others. And, and we are on a mission to help as many women as possible. Let it be with the herbal tea. Let it be with our natural deodorant, our armpit detox. And we, the feedback has been amazing. And with the belly butter, it, I, I made the belly butter cream before I started with super womb. And now that we're getting women pregnant because we're healing their womb, now they're coming back to buy Mamacita belly butter. I have a customer who bought our, our tea and next thing you know, she's ordering the Mamacita belly butter. Okay, and well, I, asked I don't her, need that. That's one thing I don't need. <laughs> Yes, yes. So warn you, your womb is going to be so healthy, you might get pregnant. 
that I just I I'm just pointed out that, that is that. a disclaimer. <laughs> that is a disclaimer. Because women are coming back saying, I got pregnant. Yeah, I've been trying to get pregnant. I've been going through fertility and your tea is really helping me. And 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 it's it's it, ha- it happens really fast. It's happening fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so we we have customers that are coming back to get mamacita belly butter because now they're expecting. So I love that. That's what we're all about, you know, helping each yes. other, helping women. And if we want to support each other, I think this is such a great way to touch women, you know, internally and externally and be able to extend their family. Um, I just I can't have asked for more. Oh, so I know we're, you know, I'm applauding you forever, all of these things, which I will continue to do. But obviously, you know, we're talking earlier, the entrepreneurial journey is not an easy journey. What is the thing that you have been struggling with or even currently struggling with in regards to continuing this journey? It's hard. It really is. And and it's capital. My biggest challenge right now is we have a product, the natural deodorant, the detox, but the natural deodorant itself is really changing people's lives. And we want to be impactful. And I only have so much money. And so that's where the grants really come in. That's where networking and connections really come in. So those are my biggest challenges. I'm, I'm applying to grants, but of course, everybody else is too. And so, yeah, that's our challenge right now. But I know we help and point it out in the universe of what, what, where you want to see your, your business be. It'll happen. The, the pieces will start to connect and, and things will start to shift where I know things will happen. But yeah, that is, that's the reality of it. If you want to see your business grow, you know, you got to have that funding. Yeah. Well, I hope you get some more. And if I, you know, I've, I've, talk to people or I've met people through like even TikTok and stuff who are, I think, especially when it comes to businesses that are owned by people that come from communities of color. And I think even within the Latino community, it's even less in regards to people getting venture capital funding or funding and everything like Mm -hmm. that. And that's why so many Latina businesses, although we are the largest growing, you know, entrepreneurs in the nation, we're also the least funded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, you know, I'm happy that you're on here. I, I really want people to hear about your, your products and try them. And, and, you know, obviously you don't know unless you try, right. You might think, oh, this is too good to be true. But what if it isn't, you're not trying, like, you can't say anything negative until you try it. And then, then you're may, you're going to be like happy or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You got to try it. You got to give yeah. yourself a chance. Yes, believe me, I will be trying it because Lord knows, uh, like I said, my my poor boyfriend, he's amazing, especially when I'm on my cycle because he just, he fully takes care of me and Aww. and he's always like, well, try this or try it. Like, so, he, oh, so-and-so said this and you should try this. Like the man is often looking for solutions for Aww. me. Oh, that is so sweet. That's such a great partner. He's looking out for you and he really cares about you. You should definitely, I, I'm, I'm not even going to try to convince you, but you should, you should try your tea. No, you don't I, have to convince me. I'm going to try your tea. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be so surprised by it. And I like tell you the, the, the herbs are coming from Mexico and there's nothing like it. And you're going to see the potency of it. That makes me so excited. What is the next step for Shia's beauty? What do you like? What do you see going forward? What is your, Aaron, what is your dream for Shia's Beauty? 
Yeah, we want to be at, at, in Whole Foods. I, I I shop at Whole Foods, and every time I go to the Whole Foods, I go straight to the deodorant section. And and there's stories that we shall we share on our Instagram about us connecting with customers in Whole Foods, <laughs> and which is pretty funny. So yeah, I want to be able to see our deodorant there and and be able to serve the community, be able to have it for the community. And I, that would be an amazing experience and have it at Target. Uh, everyone needs to be using natural deodorant. I think it, uh, now with our deodorant, no one can say natural deodorant doesn't work because we're having many new newcomers that never try natural deodorant, never have even, have even crossed their mind to try it. And they're trying it for the very first time and they're like, oh, my God, like I'm not going back to what I was using before. So, yeah, so that's that's our next thing is to, to really aim for the stars. I mean, I'm sure through we all grow, you're getting additional connections and different things for grants and stuff. But, you know, there are definitely Latina owned businesses that are in Target. Um, I don't know if what's in Whole Foods, but girl, I I want that for you too. Seriously. I want that for you. I want to get you out of corporate America. Oh, That's thank like, you. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. We got to manifest that for you. Look, I'm talking like, I'm going to do it for you. I'm like, I want you. I want to take you out of corporate America. Like if I buy one myself is going to do it. I, I will do it. my part to help you get out of corporate America. <laughs> thank you. You sure are. But I'm, by giving me this opportunity to share your, you're sharing your platform with me. I, I am forever. I feel so blessed. Thank you. Oh, well, I can't wait to like try your things. There's this, I was also looking at this tinted lip balm because, you know, like today I woke up and I was like, Oh, I have to get ready. I put on my skincare and then I, all I did, like, I have no foundation, no, whatchamacallit. I just started I just put on a little bit of bronzer. I put yeah. bronzer on my eyelids and put on some <laughs> lipstick and mascara. That's like, I didn't put on real concealer, foundation, any of that. You know, there's times and places to, to yeah. be super glam and everything. But today is neither that time nor place <laughs> for a glam look. I hear you. Yeah. And, and for me, I really don't wear makeup. And so, you know, I try to put it in little things wherever I can, like a tinted lip balm, just because I'm a lip balm fanatic. I love lip balm. And the, the ones at the store don't do it. You know, a lot of us, you know, especially black and brown, we have big, juicy lips. Like the, that stuff is not working. And it's filled Thank with you. chemicals. <laughs> and they're filled with chemicals. And so we make a lip balm, the little tube, almost the same size that you find at the store, that'll last you almost a year. What? And they're so creamy, so luscious for the lips. I, I, I'm i just like, I have a Why lip balm. I keep everywhere. trying to take all my money, girl. <laughs> I am unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and our natural deodorant will last you four to six months. There's clients that I only see twice a year. And wow. so we we like to talk about sustainability, being eco-friendly. That is my way to be eco-friendly. Let's stop being wasteful. Let's stop using products that only last you, uh, you know, a month or two. And then you have to buy the, the whole line of 10 products to get mm -hmm. the, the skincare treatment that you need. That's bull. I truly yeah. do not believe in that. If you're using true, great ingredients, 
that itself, that one thing is going to help you in so many different ways. I mean, you've sold me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sure you've sold a lot of people that will be listening to this on that as well. I cannot wait to try the super womb tea. I'm going to see if my boyfriend will try the um, arm armpit detox with me. Yeah. So let's, you know, but he's like, because he works in service. He's a bar manager. Okay. So he is on his feet for eight yeah. to 12 hours a day, depending on how busy it is. He's so, yeah, like if, and he's sweating and obviously yeah. standing up, moving, shaking, yeah. blah, 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 all the things. So yes. he might be hesitant, but let me see what I can. I would love for him to try it. Yeah, we have so many different men. Um, my father-in-law, he works, he's very active. So he's working in a very hot place and he's constantly sweating. And so I always follow up with him and he gets two bars a year and he gets the lavender one. And I tell him, how's the deodorant going? Like, is it working for you? Are you doing okay? And he's like, yeah, mija, everything's working really great. I'm like, okay, this is this is all I need. So I like to follow up with customers to see how things are going with our deodorant. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, girl, I want, first of all, thank you for coming on. I want to make sure I give you the opportunity if there's anything we didn't ask. Cause I just, we just kind of, we did touch on your, but we just went straight into it. Like straight into <laughs> the product, straight into all the things. I also saw some, see, look at, see, this is my problem. I saw something else. Because I love face masks. I love yes. taking care of my skin. I love, mm -hmm. I love skincare. And you have this whole face mask DIY kit and everything. And you also have those, um, are your brushes, are those the silicone brushes that you put on your, so are they bristle brushes? Oh, those are silicone brushes. So the, I, the, I've been the... wanting those so bad to put on your, to put on your mask. So yes, I have this like uh, I forget what brand it is, but it's like a gold one and it peels off and my okay. boyfriend loves to peel it off. So I put oh. it on extra thick sometimes and then I'll lift it and I'm like, OK, here you go. And he just <laughs> spins it off my face. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I love because we work with so many different clients at different ages and who doesn't like to like start putting their little concoctions together. And so the face mask kit is DIY. So they're powders. A lot of those powders, either, either we're using them for our armpit detox, we're using it for our soap because we use clays for our soap to cleanse the body. And, but those are really, uh, they're also great for the face and everything's meant for delicate skin. And so you can put your own concoction together. Um, my favorite one right now is our pink clay mask that comes from France. We use it for our soaps that gives it the nice pink color. But you can put yogurt with it. You can put limon if you want with it. You can put a witch hazel. You can put water. You can put milk. And so you can make your own little concoction, you know, of ingredients that you know do well on your skin. And then you can make a face mask with it. Leave it on for 10, 15 minutes, whatever time you have. And you, you'll have nice, refreshed, clean pores. And then you, you'll have your, your skincare work a little bit better. Your serums, your face cream, just because you cleanse those pores. Now, all the greatness of that you're applying on your creams or your face is just going to make you nice and glowy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I just yeah. want to say you have over 700 reviews. A majority, like I'm just looking because I was like, okay, like a majority of them are five star. There's a couple four star, but I have yet to come and, and I've not seen, I've only seen, I'm on page five 
and I've only seen two four-star reviews. Everything else has been five-star reviews. So you're really hitting something, I think, in in a way. This is why we need to get you out of corporate, girl. Yeah. yeah, You you are, you've obviously hit on something that people need and want. Yes. And we need to get your booty at a corporate so you can focus and grow. And then I can be, and then you'll be like all super big. And I'm like, I know her. (laughs) She was on my podcast. (laughs) And then I'll repost it when you're big. You better still repost it. I'll be like, look, I have her number now. I don't have have her phone number. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Etsy, it is a tough crowd. So those reviews are honest. There's no bull crap in there. It Those people are so tough. And so when somebody is saying they don't like it, they truly stand behind. They don't like it. So that's why it's always great to build community, to build connections, to follow up with your customers, because then you get to see, okay, what are they struggling with? What were their challenges? How can we make it better? Um, yeah. Because that's so important within just, you're not just selling a product. You really want to nurture the relationship. You really want to help them out. And it goes, it goes beyond the sale. Um, so we're, we're doing, um, especially if you see my social media, we're huge uh, and busy on TikTok and on Instagram. And it's all about community. I need Education to follow you on TikTok. Community. So when I get my products, I can do a little unboxing. And yes. then I do my little like, okay, I'm doing this womb teat. Okay, got you, got you, girl. Yes, we love TikTok. TikTok's so much fun. It is. I'm I'm not, I don't have much of a following on TikTok, but I still do it because I, it's like I could do the goofy things that I don't do on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I can just be a little bit more just goofy on, on TikTok than I am on Instagram. So same, same here. I have a whole face mask and I'm wearing a face mask and I'm doing the whole thing and I'm telling a story. You would not catch me doing that on Instagram. <laughs> And so so you really get to have a little bit more fun, more lax. You get to be yourself while sharing a story that, hey, people may find interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I I really like it. It's different. Let me make sure I have how people can follow you. Actually, I'm going to put the link, but um, is it just the shyest beauty? C-H-I-E-S-T on Etsy? Yes. So it's all one word. The shyest beauty. That's how you find us on Etsy. And then we'll have that in the show notes so people can find it. Nice, nice. And then, of course, on TikTok and Instagram, they're the same handle, which is the shy and then a dot s beauty. And yeah, so that's where they can find us on Instagram. And we're very active on both. And uh, yeah, come and join us. Say hello. Come and chat with us. We're always having a good time wherever we can. You know, hopefully I'll be able this year we'll be we're taking the podcast on tour by the time this this episode comes out, we'll still have New York and San Diego left. But we're looking to possibly do Chicago next year. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So I will keep you posted because for our Dallas event, we had Cadena Collective as a pop-up shop. And, you know, if we're, you know, I would love to get into Chicago and we could do something like a pop-up shop with you guys as well. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yes, please join us here in Chicago. We need you. Yes, I love Chicago. I've only been once and it was, thankfully, it was it was cold. It was in November, but it was right. It was actually colder in Dallas when because this was when I lived in yeah. Dallas. It was colder in Dallas than it was in Chicago. And literally the day that we left, the next day, it was basically switching. 
like the the temperature in Chicago was about to plummet and then it was going to get nicer in Dallas. So I want to go during like the fall. Yeah. You know, not not too hot. I want to go during fall during the fall season. So if I go next year, it'll probably be like September. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a great time because either it can be too hot here or too cold. And we have like maybe a week of of great weather, people like to say. (laughs) And so, yeah, so our summers are so short and our fall and our winter are a lot longer. But yeah, I think September would be a great time for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm going to New York. So because (laughs) last year I was there in August and I was dying. I mean, it was hot. It was real hot. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy, thank you so much for sharing your story, for coming on. Stay on because I want to talk to you afterwards. But this I had so much fun. Like I always feel like, oh my gosh, an hour goes by so quick, especially when you're really getting into it with somebody and stuff. But man, yeah, it just went so, so quick. And I can't wait to like continue to see your journey, continue to see how you grow and anything that I can do to help you, please just let me know. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your platform. And thank you for giving Latinas, us minorities, uh, a platform to speak and to tell our stories. We need more people like you. And uh, yeah, it's been such a blessing. And I always love talking to other Latinas because it feels like I'm just talking to my homegirl and I can share and, and really, right. you get to, yeah, you know, you get to see who I really am. And, and it's hard to find spaces like that. You know, yeah. you try to do it and you're always trying to be your authentic self, like they say. But, you know, when you feel comfortable with the person that you're talking to, it just makes it more worthwhile. Oh, girl, totally. You know, one of the biggest compliments I've heard that that any listener has told me is one that they didn't get enough. They're like, I wanted more. I wanted to hear more. And I'm like, that means I'm doing my job. Right. Like, but the other thing is, you know, I've had several people tell me that they feel like they're just sitting in a conversation Mm -hmm. um, and that they feel like they're just like in a room listening to two friends talk and that they're just listening. Yeah. And I think that's been one of like, I love hearing stuff like that because it means that I'm, we're comfortable with each other, that I've made my guests feel comfortable, that they want to be able to share the things that they're sharing. So I really, really, really appreciate that. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time, mi gente, saludos. Saludos. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.